The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our gospel reading for this past Sunday, which was the sixth Sunday of Easter, of the Easter season. We're looking at John chapter 14, verses 15 to 21, reading that takes us back to the night before Jesus was crucified to Maundy Thursday evening when, when Jesus was there with his disciples getting ready for Good Friday. Jesus said, If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. My dear friends in Christ, are you someone who has perhaps suffered the loss of a, a loved one, someone very close to you? Or maybe you had some sort of a great disappointment in your life or a terrible accident? You know, what usually happens is if we experience some real troubled times like that, what usually happens is we'll have friends who will talk to us, who will give us that sympathetic ear, who say they'll be there for us, they'll help us through the troubled times, and they're there for us in the troubled times. But as the days and the weeks and the months go by, you start to hear from those people less and less. Your friends will probably soon forget about your troubles, or at least they're not on the front burner anymore. And because of that, they're not right up there in their face anymore. And, and because of that, what happens is, well, they get concerned about their own troubles, their own problems, their own lives. And that's what life is all about. That's what you'd expect. But unfortunately, if you had the loss of a loved one, if you had that terrible accident, if you had that great disappointment in your life, it's probably still right there in front of you. And you feel neglected. Maybe you even are neglected. As I said, unfortunately, that's pretty much what this life is all about because life goes on. It goes on. Nevertheless, what we'd have to say is our friends, they might end up letting us down because of all the other things that are in their lives, but there is one who never forgets about the things that we're going through. His interest in us never diminishes. See, Jesus promises to be with us. He promises to be with us always. Instead of his sympathetic attention waning and disappearing, it increases as time goes by. 
He's the only one who can say to us, I will never leave you or forsake you, or surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And aren't those the greatest and most needed words of comfort we could ever hear? Jesus says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. When Jesus was promising the disciples that the Holy Spirit would come to them, he wasn't really saying that the Holy Spirit, this counselor, would replace him. Rather, what would be the case is that Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father, well, as they always had been, they always would be working for our eternal good. The Father, what he does is he sends the Holy Spirit to us so that the Holy Spirit can, well, create faith in the first place, then build up and strengthen and keep us in the faith so that we're always thinking about Jesus, our Savior, and his grace and love. And see now, God the Father's plan is to keep on sending the Holy Spirit to us. That's why he wants us to be close to the word. That's why he wants us to regularly be in worship. God the Father's plan is to keep sending the Holy Spirit to us so that we're filled up, well, with the Holy Spirit, so that we're filled up with Jesus and his grace and mercy and love so that when we're filled up with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit, then what Satan can't do is he can't deflate us or rob us of the joy that we have in our Lord. As a boy, F.B. Meyer, he was a pastor. He enjoyed visiting the Polytechnic. That was a London science museum. And the one exhibit that he really liked there was the diving bell. This diving bell, shaped just like a bell, basically like a bell, it had no bottom, and it had seats that were attached to the lower rim of that bell so that you could sit there, I don't know, maybe your feet could even reach down. Well, well what would happen is that that bell, several times a day, would be lowered down into a deep pool of water and when it was lowered into the deep pool of water, there you would look down and there was water. You could touch it with your hand, probably with your feet. You could touch it, but it didn't come into the bell. And F.B. Meyer, he was just fascinated by that. And why was it that the water didn't come rushing into the bell? It's because water was, air was constantly being pumped into that bell from above so that there wasn't a vacuum in the bell. If there was a vacuum in the bell, what would happen is that that water would come rushing in, of course. And now, Meyer made this application when he thought of that bell to thinking of believers. He said, if you are full of the Holy Ghost, the flesh life is underneath you, and though it would surge up, it's kept out. And now see, when we're filled up with the Holy Spirit, when God's word is richly in our lives, when Jesus is richly in our lives, then Satan and sin, well, they have a harder time of getting in. They can't rob us of the joy that we have in our Lord. Jesus said, 
because I live, you also will live. And now he's talking, of course, about our eternal life, and he's also talking about the life that we have right now in Jesus. Right now, we're really living because of Jesus. We still, of course, do live in a sinful world with its sorrows and its troubles and its problems. But by God's grace, we're no longer spiritually dead. We're spiritually alive in Christ. We're forgiven. We're God's believing children. We're heirs to heaven's eternal joys. And may God never let us forget how blessed we are in Jesus, our Savior, we're blessed because Jesus promises to be with us. He promises to be with us always. And think of what he said here again. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Well, he keeps on coming to us through the word of God, right? He's going to come again on the last day. Well, 2,000 years ago, he came into our world, but then at the end of his earthly mission, he physically ascended into heaven, but he's still with us always. He's present everywhere, and that means that you and I as believers in him, we're safe and secure now, and we'll be safe and secure forever because Jesus promises to always be with us, and he will be. He is. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your promise to always be with you. With you watching over us, we're safe and protected in this life and forever in heaven. Help us to always trust in your loving care for us, both body and soul. As we look at the cross and see what you did for us there, how you paid for all our sins and won for us heaven, strengthen our faith to always trust in your presence and your loving care. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.